Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Investors Lounge. Join us as we cover a multitude of real estate related topics with some of the brightest and most experienced minds in the industry. Our goal with the Real Podcast is to provide information, strategies, and insight on how to navigate the current upcoming Canadian market. We use the experiences, knowledge, and the expertise of our guests and professionals in the field and offer it all back to you, the listener. We hope you enjoy the show. Be sure to check out our website at www.reilounge.ca. We're your hosts, Brian Fitzgerald, Erica Spencer, and Jay Shaw. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest 2019 edition of the Real Estate Investors Lounge. My name is Brian Fitzgerald, and I'm in tonight with Jay Shaw. Uh, Brian, what's going on? Happy 2019. Happy 2019 to you as well, my friend. How are you feeling? Feeling I good? am feeling, feeling new, le- new lease on life. <laughs> oh, is that a joke? Is that a, is that oh, a I know, I know. Joke? Tough that's, crowd, tough that's crowd. awful. Brian, I feel <laughs> like we're missing someone, though. Is there someone else that's supposed to be here? I don't know who you, who you might be thinking of. Well, we do have, there are three chairs. There is a microphone here. There is a set of headphones. Oh, boy. Erica Spencer. Oh, My better boy. half is, oh, yes. I know, hold on, drum roll. She's on assignment, but it's a good assignment. Okay. As we speak, Erica, for all of you uh, families out there that have kids uh, in elementary school, uh, Erica is out being an activist on the a very powerful parent council meeting. So she is not with us, but she is doing a valiant cause. So I'm sure all of you can appreciate, um, you know, the important role that she's in tonight. So she sends her regrets, but uh, she has sent us with uh, a number of notes. All right. Well, if she was going to be on any council, I'd want her to be on mine because I definitely would not want to go against her at any point. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brian, yeah. what do you want to talk about tonight? Well, let's uh, let's go down the road of cliches a little bit and maybe talk about some goals. As you uh, as you know, the the new year often brings resolutions, goals, aspirations. You know, weight loss, everything. From are you losing season. weight, Brian? I've gained some. Yeah, I think I'm actually <laughs> uh, maxed out my my belt notches, and I'm thinking of buying a pair of jeggings in the near future. I'll be sure to post are you a making uh, are you making new designer belts? Oh my the god! St. Catherine's I, I think I'm just going to wear a parachute. Man, just so much food, so much good food. Anyway, enough about my waistline. <laughs> so here we are. We're a couple weeks into 2019, right? And uh, Jay and I are finally sitting down and talking about something that crosses everyone's mind, as I mentioned. That you know, setting goals. But um, tonight we're going to be talking about you know setting those goals and making them attainable. But um, yeah, before we get into the good stuff, I just want to clarify if there's any background issues. I'm in transition of moving and turning my house into a rental, and I'm cl- currently sitting at a, on a bar stool at a standard desk height, bent over, talking into a microphone. So it's Are you hanging out for- on a uh, piece of plywood? Is oh, that man. where our studio is? It's, it's looking kind of ghetto in here. It's the cleanest it's ever been, but it's looking pretty rough right now. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about setting some goals in, uh, 2019 and even, uh, more interestingly from more likely a real estate perspective, guessing based on this show. So yeah, so let's kick it off, Jay. Yeah. Like I think, um, you know, one of the big things that, um, 
you know, a lot of us try and do is uh, we find in, you know, um, working with investors uh, as agents, but also in our own portfolios, is we really take some time between that Christmas and New Year's to really reflect on the year that was and, and start to gear up for the year that uh, uh, year that's to come, right? And I know, Brian, you've probably gotten similar emails and calls from, from investors that you're working with, and I know I have, is that everyone's raring to go, right? They're like, okay, 2019 is going to be the year. Um, and, and that's great that you're you're uh, you're starting out like that. But I think really, before you kind of jump in, you you need to have a plan, right? Um, and and the biggest thing that we want to try and do and talk about tonight is how do you set those goals? How do you set that plan up? And, and what are some of the things you should consider? So um, you know, one of the things that we talk to uh, you know the investors that we work with about is setting those goals. And the biggest thing is the goals need to be very specific. They can't be um, they can't be vague, you know, for, and they need to be, um, so one of the things that we always advise our clients, and I have a bit of a one pager and if people are interested, they can reach out to me and I'm happy to send it to them. But, um, we really focus on smart goals. So people, I don't know, Brian, have you heard, you've heard of the, the acronym smart, right? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, the biggest thing is you want to make sure that those goals um, you can tie something to them because I think the biggest thing is you want them you want them to be accountable for something. So I mean, starting out, I mean, you know, let, let's let's walk through um, S, right? So the goals need to be specific, right? So real estate investing covers, um, you know, a wide range of topics. Whether you're doing, um, you know, flips, whether you're doing, um, you know, uh, legal basement conversions, whether you're just buying uh, turnkey properties, your goal needs to be. Your goal needs to be specific. So, for example, you know, by saying to your coach, "I want to make money in real estate," well, that's not really a good goal. I mean, all it does is really it provides no direction on how you're going to make money. So, for example, you know, a great, a better, a better goal would be, "I want to purchase ten, 10 single-family rental properties in the next year." Well, that would be Erica's, right? Um, so, I mean, you want to. How are you going to do it? What's you know, how many do you want to buy? What's your timeline to do that? And you know, the next part of it is, what do you want the, What do you want those to do? It's great to say I want to buy ten in the next year, but how, do you want to have a certain amount of cash flow? Do you ha- want to have something like that? Like they need to be very specific. Does that you know, Brian? That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these these considerations are are probably for the general public that don't have millions and millions and millions of dollars sitting in the bank where they can just go say I want to make money in real estate investing, but. You're absolutely right. You got to be specific. You have to have a target, um, and and like you said, it can't be so vague that there's really no direction. Um, so you do need to set a goal with being specific in the direction you're going to go and what those goals are that you're going to attain. For sure. So so looking at you know, I mean, the next the next acronym on, on SMART is measurable. So Brian, what would you you know, when you're talking to investors you're working with, what are some of the things that you uh, suggest they kind of uh, uh, do in terms of this um, this goal? Well, it's it's kind of like what you said before, right? That everybody wants to make money on investment, and and typically you don't want to lose. Um, you want to create a measurable goal, something that can be uh, specific. You know, like the number of properties, like you said, you want to be ten properties. Um, you know, you don't want to be running around saying, "I want to be the top real estate investor in my area." You know, that's not a measurable goal, really. I mean, it's it's aspiring, but I don't think if it's a measurable goal. But if you say, you know, I want to 
purchase a certain property and I want it to have a, a healthy cap rate of six or eight percent, then that's a measurable goal. You know, you're you're putting you're putting a marker on it. You're putting a, a limitation to it so that you can actually move forward and actually set it almost like a milestone. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that, that's a big one too, right? And I think the other thing too, like, I mean, measurable, I mean, I'm going to say this and people are going to kind of scratch their head, right? But I mean, it needs to be said, if you're going to measure goals, you need to write them down, right? And I think that's a good way to hold yourself accountable. Like one of the things that we do in our kitchen, we have like, you know, we have our goals inside a cupboard, right? So it's, every time you open the cupboard, it's there, right? So it's kind of staring you right in the face, right? Maybe you don't need to be that, um, you know, direct, but I mean, you at least have to put pen to paper, right? Because I mean, that's the biggest thing. And then go back, you know, not don't wait 12 months, wait three months, six months, nine months. Am I on track, right? If it's, you know, July and you haven't, you want to buy 10 properties and you're still, you know, trying to pull the trigger on number one, you may not hit your goal. So, I mean, you need to kind of hold yourself accountable uh, as you're measuring those goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think I should maybe put one of those little goals on the inside of my cupboard saying, don't eat all the chips in the bag. (laughs) That's okay. That's a different show than we do, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you just talked about being attainable, or sorry, attainable goals, right? I talked about measurable goals. Oh, we just. But I was getting into attainable. Okay, let's get to it. Which is A for smart. (laughs) SMRT. So, yeah, so you want your goals to be attainable. And and it kind of goes hand in hand with being specific and being measurable. Uh, Attainable really does kind of coincide with those first two, that they have to be legitimate. They have to be realistic. They have to be, they have to be attainable. Um, I want to make millions of dollars, but I know that you're going to have to start with a couple smaller increments than a million dollars. So, you know, uh, an example, an an unattainable goal is I want to make 100,000 on my first real estate deal. Uh, that's not that's not really realistic. I mean, it could sure be done. it is. What do you mean? It could Don't be talk done. like that. It could be done. I know negative Nancy over <laughs> here, but maybe a more attainable goal would be: I want to secure a property with positive cash flow and you know great potential for appreciation. You know that that is an attainable goal. That is doable. So um, that's that's a of the SMRT. <laughs> no one said we were English majors here, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, we've got to be realistic here because, um, or, you know, in terms of attainable goals, right? Because you've got to be able to, um, you know, reach those goals. You don't want to, you know, set yourself up for failure, which kind of gets me into R of the SMRT, which is being realistic. Um, you know, like at the end of the day, like, you know, we always talk about our investor and like with our investors that we're not going to set you up to fail, right? So it's like when we go out, we're very different than the traditional Realtor, and I don't want to paint all realtors with a, a negative brush, but I mean, there are some out there that, you know, are, you know, just looking for a commission, right? And and they're going to sell them anything to, you know, make a make a commission. And that's not right. And I mean, not all agents are like that. So I mean, I don't want to get a lot of hate mail here saying that we're painting all realtors with a bad brush, right? But I think the biggest thing is we need to make sure that um, we're setting everyone up for success. So as we're and doing these goal setting, which I think is a very good exercise and we do every year, is that we need to make sure that these goals are realistic. So, I mean, for example, you want to, like, I mean, one of the things, like, I mean, talking about profits or talking about cash flow, right? Maximizing profits through partnering with, um, you know, 
with uh, contractors, partnering with joint venture partners, those types of things. But you need to kind of put some numbers behind it. What is how, you know, you want to maximize profits. What does that look like? What is that number, right? You want an unrealistic goal. I want to to self-manage every single rental property and I want to do flips at the same time while working a full-time job. Are you actually going to do that? Not well, very realistic, Brian. No. Let me answer that. Let me ask you that question. <laughs> I've done it. It's not realistic. It's not good. It's not a good idea right now. Yeah. So I mean, and I think that's the other thing too with being realistic is that it's very easy in this business to want to jump in and do everything. And I think that was one of the big lessons that Eric and I learned when we first started is um, going through a trade show and there was booths um, there was booths out there there was people that did student rentals there was people that did rent to owns there was people that did legal basement conversions and we wanted to do it all we wanted to do it all and we wanted to be everywhere in every town and we walked out of that trade show and we were exhausted and that was the aha moment for us to be realistic to be like look we can't do everything and we can't be everywhere so uh, the realistic part was figure out one thing that you're good at and repeat it over and over and over again. So as you're looking at setting your goals, you need to be realistic. You can't be in St. Catharines and Cambridge and Hamilton and out in Barrie, you know, or out, you know, invest in the U S like it's not going to happen. You know, figure out a couple areas that interest you and focus on those areas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, to be realistic, you gotta kind of strategize your plan, right? And, I mean, everything is little steps, little milestones, and I couldn't agree more putting about... Putting pen to paper, right? I think that's oh, the big sure. thing, is just putting pen to paper and holding yourself accountable. And I mean, if you hit the goals, that's great. And if you don't, then find out why you didn't. You don't have to like beat yourself up over not attaining those goals. Yeah. No, and it's funny you mentioned pen to paper, too, because I carry around my little black book. You know, I know you can keep a million notes and record stuff on your phone these days, and everybody's got a laptop. But I like having my little book with my pen and paper and I write out, you know, if I'm looking at a property, I write out the numbers, I do the calculations in there. Or if I'm doing renovations, you know, renovations have to be systematic. You know, you can't put the drywall up before you do the electrical and the plumbing. So, you know, I I actually will start planning a project and putting dates as to when those have to be completed by, you know, before I can move to the next process. And to me, that has always been my favorite way of doing things as much as I like these gadgets and apps on your phone and organization and all this stationary crap. I just like my little black book, my pen, my paper, and that's how I figure things out, which leads us yeah. to T, right? Sorry, did I cut you off there, Jay? No, no, that, that's perfect. I, I totally agree. Yeah. So we're talking about goals must be timed, um, you know, like, and, and just kind of touching on what I just said. You can't do everything all at once. Things have to be done in a specific order. So, you know, um, you want to make sure that um, whatever the goals are that you're setting, they are timed. And maybe, you know, the the large goal is to buy a, a cash flowing investment property in three months. Well, guess what? Month one, maybe you have to go and get pre pre-approved for a mortgage and then month two maybe you meet with a contractor and a real estate agent who's going to help you on that on that path and then maybe month three is when you actually make the purchase so all these little goals along the way have to be timed and like an untimed goal would be something like i want to call you know as a real estate agent i want to call as many leads as possible um i mean that's not realistic you know you maybe want to set a goal of i want to call 20 leads potential leads a week you know, that's a realistic goal versus, you know, like 
a timed goal where by the end of the month, I want to call 20 leads. That's, that's a little more systemat- systemized. It's more practical. Um, and it's going to be a lot more efficient in the long run, right? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing too is that people have to realize it's not a race. Um, you don't have to do it all ASAP. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, you have to do everything in the first month, but you do have to get started. And I think that's where a lot of people trip and, and stumble is that the first one is always the hardest one to pull the trigger on. Um, so, I mean, it's not a race. I mean, you want to be buying the best property that meets your needs, um, but you do have to get started. So, I mean, don't feel like you need to do it all in January. Like Brian says, you may need, you know, the first month to get pre-approved. The second month, you may be out looking at properties with your agent or your coach. And then, you know, maybe the third month is kind of when we actually get possession of the property. And the fourth month is when we put a tenant in there. So, I mean, the, those are all things that are going to happen. But, uh, you know, I mean, don't be in a hurry. No, nope, for sure. Absolutely. So now, that, Brian, that we've talked a little bit about goals um, and goal setting, let's talk about some of the things that we should consider before kind of, maybe we should have done this before we were goal setting. We talked about it, but some of the things that we should consider as we're setting up our goals. So one of the things for me to start out with is market analysis. So, I mean, the market analysis is really kind of the first component in terms of developing these uh, goals understanding the market that you want to invest in, talking about the, the, the economic fundamentals, and really doing your homework before you're going out. I think that's the most important thing for us is to figure out kind of, you know, where you want to invest, understanding the market, driving the market, um, and understanding, you know, kind of the, the local fundamentals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's just, to, to us, I mean, that's basic stuff, right? But I mean, to newer investors, that might seem kind of daunting or overwhelming but and that's where like we touched upon before where you need to find your your real estate professional that kind of is going to guide you through that and you'll you'll start that market analysis with them without even realizing it you know it'll just be a second nature Um, for sure and i think another one of the things too um is is discovering your niche or, or or what you're good at I know uh, myself, as well as you and Erica, you know, we like a lot of legal basement conversions. Um, I know there's agents that uh, specialize in student rentals, and, and I like student rentals. Great money to be made there. I look at it as a lot more people to manage, you know. So you got to find your niche, find what you're good at. Find, and like you said before, um, there's a bunch of different strategies. Sure, you can dip your toes into each and every one of them, but to do something efficiently, that's your niche. That's what you need to stick to. And I mean, if you want to, you know, carry off uh, down the river uh, another path, you know, with a different strategy here and there, that's fine. But I mean, if you can find something you're good at and be successful at it and you can push through it, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think another thing that, that people want to consider about is profitability. Obviously, the biggest fundamental mindset you're going to have to uh, understand is that this is a business, right? And a lot of people, landlords, get into the game and they think they're landlord and it's fun. But at the end of the day, this is a business and you have to run it like a business. So profitability is really the name of the game for uh, real estate investors. So really understanding every the different types of investments, like you talked about the different niches and what the potential cash flow is. Like I think a lot of people kind of get sucked into the, the student rentals because they see you know, the cash flow, right? Is that that big dollar figure? But with that big dollar figure of cash flow also comes management. Um, you know, there's more work, there's more wear and tear. 
um, you know, more handholding, those types of things are, you know, are you ready for that? Are you willing to sign up for that? Right. And some people have the stomach for it and some people don't. So, I mean, uh, trying to figure out kind of that end goal, like, do you want to be making 300 bucks a month? Do you want to be making 500 bucks a month? You know, um, and, and and with that, what are the trade-offs associated with that? So that goes back to kind of, I think your niche and your profitability are hand in hand because your profitability is going to dictate your niche. I think the last piece is probably the most important one, and I think it's the biggest one that uh, that tends to scare people off the most, and that's really kind of getting your financial house in order. This is the financial backing. So you want to ensure that you're working with a lender that understands real estate investing and what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish. And then I think the biggest piece is, is letting them see what you have. I mean, everyone thinks that you always have to put your best foot forward. Um, you know, people listening out there, I think everyone knows. Everyone everyone has credit. Everyone has debt, right? Um, some debt is good. Some debt is not good. But at the end of the day, lenders have seen a lot worse than typically what you think is may or may not be bad in your case. So I think, I think you would be surprised based on... Um, based on um, you know working with that lender um, you know to get your you know get your documents in order and get it to your lender so that they're able to kind of work with you and and help you understand what you're trying to accomplish yeah and and to touch on that too Jay like and we've talked about it in previous episodes where a lot of people they just kind of you know they go to their bank oh I'm with TD I'll just walk in here oh can I get a mortgage uh, no it doesn't look good or it does look good and then you know they want to buy a rental and things get a little complicated. I, I think we've always encouraged people um, to explore your options when it comes to your financial backing and who you're going to be going with. And you said it um, with with creating that path and finding the right person that knows what your what your big goals are and what your plans are to move forward. So I always encourage people to to explore their options with uh, mortgage brokers or and banks as well and just talk to a few people and, and see what uh, what's going to be the best fit for you and the goal with your portfolio yeah i think that's the big thing it doesn't matter who you use but you need to use someone that has the experience and, and understands what you're trying to do i think that's the big thing and if you have that relationship with your bank absolutely work with your bank but if you don't and you're looking for someone i mean then reach out to someone experienced um, you know, th- that can help you kind of achieve these goals. For sure. I think the biggest thing, Brian, is that we're trying to accomplish tonight, and we won't go into too much detail tonight because, I mean, it's not essentially, it's not a, it's not a full show, but 2019 is a great time to get started. Um, you know, I, depending on who you've listened to over the holidays, all the naysayers of the markets, the market's going to crash and the sky is falling. 2019 is a great time to jump into the market. I mean, we've got some great fundamentals in you know, Niagara and Hamilton in two areas that we're working uh, in primarily with investors. I mean, the GO train, which is a regional regional um, commuter train between uh, Niagara Falls and Toronto, um, has just launched um, two years ahead of schedule. Two we've got, uh, years significant- ahead of schedule. That's mm-hmm. insane. They never do anything ahead of schedule. I know. It's not even an election year either. No, I know. And don't forget, there is a stop in St. Catharines, of course. There is. I think you have to get there at like 3.30 in the morning, but that's, that's <laughs> another story. That's okay. No, I'm just kidding. But that's that's huge, right? So what we're going to see in that area is we're going to see um, you know, housing prices jump um, as a result of that, likely. We're seeing um, you know, strong investments in Hamilton, the investment of the LRT into downtown, the downtown revitalization of Hamilton. 
Um, so, I mean, again, the fundamentals there are, are strong. And I think what we're seeing in terms of rentals in those areas is rental, rental markets are strong. So, I mean, 2019 is a great time to get your financial house in order, speak with a financial professional, and take action. But I think in order to take action, you need to have that plan. And in order to have that plan, you need to start setting goals and put pen to paper. Yeah. And and a, a shameless plug here, but if you are getting started, Jay, like people like Jay and myself and Erica, you know, we've done this before. We're happy to help anybody getting started with any questions. Um, you can reach reach out to us through the the podcast website. Always happy to help, guys. But Jay's right. Like 2019, I, I know it sounds a little cliche to say, you know, this is a big year, but I I just don't see I don't see it going in any other direction than up because. Uh, of what's happening in Hamilton and me as a St. Catharines guy and moving now back to St. Catharines, um, what we're seeing in these areas is, is insane. Like the, the growth, um, the economy strength, the tran the transit's a big one. Um, like you can even see it on weekends. You see the QEW's jam going into, into Niagara every weekend, you know, because it's a new place to go. And, and, and Hamilton's the same. I love going into Hamilton. There's great restaurants, great shows, great shops. I mean, this whole part of the Golden Horseshoe, in my opinion, is thriving, absolutely thriving, and I'm really excited about it. Brian, you should be like Niagara Tourism with that uh, glowing review of the area. I could be. Maybe a part-time you could gig. could be. Part-time gig. So listen, now that we've done our shameless plug here, if if uh if you're not if you're not ready just yet, one of the things that we offer Brian Erica and myself is we have a group that meets once a month uh, called the Niagara REI and it's an educational group that meets uh, in St. Catharines. Um every month we bring in a new guest speaker to talk about the different fundamentals of real estate investing and then we put theory into action. At the end of every uh meeting we we uh, have a taking it to the streets property tour where we go see three or four active listings in the different areas of Niagara and and that's open to uh to anyone. Uh the event is free of charge. The only thing we ask is that you bring um, two non-perishable food items so that we can donate that to a group called Community Care St. Catharines for those that are a little less fortunate than us, or a $10 donation. We don't want your money, so we appreciate your uh, donations to community care um, so we can give it, so we can give it to, uh, we can give back to those that need it the most. But I think the biggest thing is that if you are ready, you know, we, we challenge you to take action and pull the trigger. And maybe if you're not ready, you need a little bit of help. Um, that's where people like Brian, Erica, and myself come in, um, you know, to help you coach you through the process. Um, so if you're interested, feel, as I said, feel free to uh, reach out through the podcast or uh, come out to our next Niagara REI event. And the website there, again, is uh, niagararei.ca. Awesome. So with, so with that, Brian, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, we'll keep it brief tonight. We're wishing everybody the best in 2019. We're always happy to help. But, uh, yeah, set those goals, stick to them, pen to paper. Let's, let's crush 2019. All right. All Sounds right. good. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Night. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye.